is Andrew, and this is the Who Dat Discussion, a New Orleans Saints podcast where we talk about all Saints news, opinions, and reactions. So before we get into some Des Bryant talk and a preview of Saints Bengals, I just want to say if you like this podcast and you haven't followed us already on our various platforms, you can follow us on Twitter at the Who Dat Dis, on Instagram at Who Dat Discussion, on Podomatic at the Who Dat Discussion, and then also you can subscribe to our iTunes channel, our Google Play channel, our YouTube channel, and then also our Spotify channel on all those platforms. You know, please like us, review us, rate us leave comments, all that fun stuff, because, you know, just all that stuff really helps us, you know, see how we're doing, see what we need to improve on, see what we're doing good, and then, you know, just all that good stuff. Thank you for all the Houdat Nation who's tuned in to all of the episodes, you know, just, I mean, you know, you guys are great, and I know more and more people are starting to watch, we're, you know, growing little by little, and it's just great that, you know, more people are watching, so, you know, with all that said, I think we should get into some Saints news, so obviously the big part of Saints news this week is that the Saints signed wide receiver Dez Bryant to a one-year $600,000 contract. I mean, it can go up to, I think, $1.7 million in incentives, but the base salary is only six hundred dollars here. Um, you know, just starting off with his stats, in 2017, he had 69 catches, 838 yards, and six TDs as the Dallas Cowboys' first wide receiver. And in his career, you know, with the Cowboys, he's had 531 catches, over 7,400 yards, and also 73 TDs, which is the most in Dallas Cowboy history. Um, I think we should get right into, you know, the analysis of the signing. And I think the Saints made it because um, Cameron Meredith is now on IR with the knee injury. He's going to need arthroscopic knee surgery there. So, I mean, he has a chance to come back, but right now, you know, for the near future, he will not be available. Um, And Dez... To me, look, he's only last year, he only played about 10% of his snaps in the slot. And I think he's going to be the primary slot receiver for us. And I really do think that. I mean, we'll see, you know, once he starts playing for us in games and stuff. But, I mean, that's where the Saints have their real hole here. It's not really, I think Traquan's, you know, a pretty good outside receiver opposite Michael Thomas. He's caught some big catches. I think everyone kind of expected this from Traquan. He wasn't going to be amazing right out of the gate. You know, it takes some time. But um, I think that Des Bryant, you know, because Cameron Meredith signing is a little disappointing because I feel a lot of people thought he was going to be better. He had a really good year in 2016 with the Bears, and, you know, he really hasn't came along with the Saints. So the Saints went out and signed Des Bryant. They feel like they're all in, and they can, you know, they did this, I think, knowing that their wide receiver depth was thin, and then, you know, they went out and got, you know, a very, very talented receiver, as I said on Twitter, as well as, you know, other social medias, I mean, I said that you sometimes you just can't deny talent, and I've been saying it for a while, we've been covering, you know, the Des Bryant possibility of the Saints for an extremely long time, going back to the offseason, and only, I think, like, our first couple of episodes, we talked about it, and now here, you know, we're talking about it again, because it's, it's obviously, you know, look, I knew that if our depth got thin at wide receiver, which it has, I said maybe Brandon Coleman at the beginning of the season, and they ended up signing a much better receiver in Des Bryant. I know Des Bryant's 30, and maybe he's past his prime, but, you know, so you just can't deny the talent that he has. I mean, his ability, you know, his catch radius is huge. I mean, just start off with that. I mean, he's able to high point balls. He's a pretty good hand when he has good receivers. He had some really good, so look, he's had drop problems with Dak Prescott, but when you go back to his years with Tony Romo, and, you know, Tony Romo, I think, is better than Dak Prescott in many ways and you know I think that you know it's gonna help that Drew Brees is his QB because you know look a better QB usually um you know transfers to a better um you know 
catch percentage and I feel like you know I think with the years with Tony Romo he had like like a 95 catch percentage and then you know with Dak Prescott he was like only 85 you know so that's 10 percent um decrease there so that's obviously a big deal but I'm hoping that with the Saints is you know catch catch radius not his catch radius his catch um percentage is higher so excuse me there and I mean looking at his other um, points of the game. He runs some routes really well, but he doesn't run other routes well. I think he'll have to learn that to be successful with the Saints. He worked with a route specialist, so I think that's going to help him. But, um, you know, I think that's going to be a big thing he'll have to do. And then in the red zone, I think it's going to be big because he's really um, dirty on jump balls and fade routes. I think he could be really good there, you know, where you could just, you know, throw it up to him and, you know, he can come down with that. I feel like he can do that. Um, I think he's strong in that department, and that's going to help the Saints because they have been a very, very good team in the red zone. I think we're like sixth in red zone percentage and touchdown percentage, but you know you want to get that to you know top three, you know like we have been in past years. I think the Giants game that's really the outlier that's bringing us down, but I mean I think that we can get even better there. I think it's going to open up Michael Thomas in the red zone. I think that's going to be a big thing for Michael Thomas. I think you're going to see more touchdowns for him because really before. You know, if you're a defense, wide receiver-wise, you didn't really have to focus on anyone but Michael Thomas. And now, especially in the red zone, it's going to be big. Michael Thomas can get a lot of one-on-ones, and he can win there, catch more TDs. I think that's going to be, you know, a big factor there. And then, you know, just another thing with Des Bryant. Everyone was saying that, you know, his character is not good. I just don't believe that. You know, I think he's going to—I think he came in here knowing that, look, it's obviously only a stepping stone to my career— um, you know, I'm going to come here, play hard so I can get a long-term deal in the offseason this year. And, you know, look, I can stick it to the Cowboys, you know, in a couple of weeks, hopefully get a really good game there, maybe catch a touchdown in Dallas. And then also, you know, I'm on a contender now, you know, which I was just sitting playing Madden a couple of weeks ago. Now I'm on a contender playing football. And, you know, I feel like that's going to be really huge for him. His motivation is going to be high. And he's coming into, I think, one of the best locker rooms here, you know, led by, you know, Drew Brees, Sean Payton, you know, Ben Watson's a really good leader, Demario Davis. All these guys are really good leaders and I think they can help Des Bryant you know get acclimated quickly and be successful with us so I think that's I think it's big I mean I think Des is gonna bring a lot of good things to this team I think he's gonna be a slot receiver so don't expect him to get you know 10 catches 120 yards and like two TDs like Michael Thomas he's not gonna do that expect him to have two to five catches per game I would say that's probably a good amount he's gonna make some plays some huge games maybe he'll have a huge game you know one huge game and then that and then maybe we'll need that to get the victory but um you know I think he's gonna be around two to five catches probably in you know about a 50 yard range maybe like you know you're looking at 40 to like 75 I know it's a big range but I think that's kind of the range you're looking at and then also um you know maybe a touchdown I think he's gonna score more touchdowns I think he could actually put in you know th- four touchdowns you know I think he'll have a decent amount in only eight or seven games depending if he plays Sunday um but going back to that um he is not expected to play Sunday according to Tom Pelissero of NFL Network um he said that's unlikely the Saints want him to drop a few pounds I think they said five pounds look a football player can do that quickly but um you know give him a week I, I think it's actually you know it's a marathon not a sprint you know so if he doesn't play this week it's not that big of a deal let him get ready for you know this three game stretch after this game this game's obviously really big it's a road game and you know especially with the Panthers losing Thursday night it's going to be big for us to you know get a win in Cincinnati but you know when you play the Eagles um on Saturday uh, Sunday excuse me afternoon four o'clock and then you only play four days later on Thanksgiving night against the Falcons that's really big and then only a week because then they play Thursday night again they play the Cowboys I mean that's obviously going to be an emotional three-game stretch for you know Des Bryant and the Saints and um it's gonna be big for 
seeding, you know, in the division, seeding in the NFC. And, you know, it's just, I think, a really, really big thing that we are full strength for those games. And I think this game's really big. I would love for Des Bryant to play. If he feels like he's ready, Sean Payton feels like he's ready, make just a couple of plays for him, get him acclimated. Even if he comes in just as a decoy this first game, I'd be fine with that. Um, because, you know, look, Des Bryant's just a really good talent. I mean, look, if you look at his highlights, you'll see, you know, he's elite talent. And I know he's getting older and he's not as good as he used to be, but he's still a very, very good football player there. So with all that said, I think we should get into some Saints versus Bengals talk here. So first, we'll start with some notes. The Saints are favored by 5.5 points. Um, they have a 53% chance to win according to ESPN's matchup predictor. Um, also, some notes. I mean, Saints are 4-0 on the road. I think that's a big thing to highlight. Um, I believe that you know if they would win this game, that would put them over 500 for the year on the road. And I think that would be the first time in a very long time that, we, that we've had a winning record on the road. The last time that happened was 2011, where we went 13-3. and So, I mean, that would obviously be, be a big, um, you know, accomplishment for this team, excuse me, there. But I feel like, um, you know, I feel like this team, just especially on the road, I think we're built to win on the road. The running game, you know, with Kamara, Ingram, I think Ingram's got to step up. I mean, we'll get to that, you know, in a little bit. But, um, I mean, just looking at it, I feel like our defense plays better on the road in comparison to how they play at home. I just feel like, you know, I mean, look, you called because of the dome, but I feel like we've had some really, really good defensive games at home. But I think, I think overall, I think we have a pretty good defense on the road. I think that's also because of the offense because, you know, we try to take time off the clock, run the ball a lot, you know, and just I think that's how you're, you're going to really win games on the road. So I feel like this team's built to win on the road. And look, another, you know, playoff team on the road, it's going to be a tough game. You know, no one's going to say this is easy. But, um, you know, Cincinnati, they are banked up. And I think that's a good um, transition to our next note, and that's the injury report. So looking at the Saints injury report, to me, the only player that's going to miss this game or, you know, because there's really no one else questionable even in this game here. But I feel like, you know, Davenport will miss this game. He didn't practice, you know, Wednesday or Thursday. So unless on a miraculous recovery Friday, they didn't come out with the injury reports yet when I'm recording this. But, um, you know, I would say Davenport's going to be out for us. But that really should be it, especially because the Saints put Meredith on IR. So, I mean, out of the players that could play, this seems like the only... Um, you know, player that's going to miss. Cincy, they have a lot of people missing. So we'll just kind of go right down the list. AJ Green out because of a toe injury. That's obviously huge. You know, star wide receiver, especially how our secondary has been. That's obviously huge. Vontez Perfect, linebacker. You know, I think their best defensive player. You know, he sets the tone, very physical. You know, people call him dirty at times. He has a hip injury and he's out. Um, their slot corner, Darquez Denard, is out with a sternoclavicular injury there. Hope I pronounced that correctly. Um, also, their other starting linebacker, Nick Virgil, is out with a knee injury. Tyler Croft will not be able to go with a foot injury. He's their tight end. Um, you know, Josh Malone, wide receiver, he won't be able to go. Um, O-lineman Alex Redmond, doubtful. You know, he probably won't play with a knee injury. Gio Bernard also has a knee, uh, knee injury. Excuse me. He is questionable. And then also CJ Uzmas. Um, he is projected to play, but he is still questionable with his injury. 
to his clavicle. So, I mean, look, they have a ton of injuries. And I think, you know, it's going to be big for the Saints to capitalize on that. And I think that kind of evens out the home field advantage thing that the Bengals have. Because they're missing a ton of key players. They're really missing the leader of their offense in A.J. Green. They're missing the leader of their defense, you know, with Perfect. They're missing their slot corner. They're missing another starting linebacker. You know, one of their, you know, tight ends that's, you know, pretty solid. You know, young wide receiver out. Um, looking at, I mean, look, another offensive lineman out, um, Gio Bernard, you know, good backup, he may not be able to go, and then, you know, just a lot of, <laughs> a lot of inactives, and I think that could really go into the Saints' favor, um, now onto the storylines, you know, we'll be able to keep up the momentum on the road, we talked about that a lot, and I really think we'll be able to, because we play very, very, you know, stable on the road, we play, we don't try to get ahead of ourselves on the road, and then, you know, we run the ball a lot, and we play pretty good defense, and that, on formula, is going to win you a lot of games on the road, and I think the Saints can do that, Kamara's been basically the truth this year, he's been amazing, Ingram, I think he's got to get better, I think that's going to be a big thing, if the Saints, you know, if they're going to run away playoff games, I think that's going to be a big thing. They're going to need Ingram to be a strong runner because, I mean, Kamara's great and Kamara's, you know, been be able to do anything. But if now they can go back to that two-back um, system, I think that could really be good for the Saints there. And, you know, I just look. I like how the defense plays on the road. A lot of physicality, especially, you know, if we get up on the road, the defense starts playing really, really good. When we have a lead, the defense starts playing really good. So that's obviously big there. Um, another storyline is we'll be able to stop Joe Mixon and, you know, the other skill position players, you know, Tyler Boyd's players like that. And I think Mixon, I think we'll be able to stop probably better than we stopped Gurley. So, I mean, Gurley still did his thing, you know, with the Rams uh, last week, but wasn't that good um, compared to, I think it was one of his worst games, you know, top two worst games for him this year. And, um, you know, I think we could do a very similar thing with Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon's had a great year, but I just don't feel like, you know, he and the offensive line, you know, they don't really have that great of an offensive line against our, you know, linebackers who have been, you know, very, very good, our best unit on defense, and then our run-stopping ability in our D line. You know, Cameron Jordan's been really good about that. Um, also, Tyler Davidson, you know, Sheldon Rankin's very, very good. Um, also got to look at Taylor Stallworth, all very, you know, good um, linemen there, especially at stopping the run. So I think that's going to be big. Wide receivers, look, I think Lattimore's going to take um, Boyd. And then, you know, you got to look at Eli Apple and PJ Williams, and they're going to have to go up and stop, you know, really not so good players. Looking at Alex Erickson, excuse me, and he's more of a special teams guy, very slot receiver-like, a little shifty. He can be a problem there. And then, you know, obviously, the other big player is going to be uh, John Ross, who's very, very fast. We cannot let him beat us down the field. That's going to be the number one, you know, to me, point of, you know, this secondary. Do not let John Ross beat you. He is amazing speed. We know that, you know, fastest player in the combine. We cannot let him beat us. And I think that's going to be, you know, a reason why we're successful if we're able to stop John Ross. Now, John Ross really only can run straight fly routes. We stop that. I think we'll be in good shape there. And then, you know, our last storyline is, um, you know, how is Cincy going to do versus our wide receivers? Because, look, Cincinnati has the worst pass defense. And, you know, especially when we have a banged up wide receiver core, will that help them? You know, will Michael Thomas just go off and it won't matter? So, I, to me, I feel like Michael Thomas will probably have a really good day. 
And then after that, I think we're going to have to see. I think Traquan Smith may have to have a really good game in this one. I think Traquan's coming along. Um, you know, he's got three touchdowns this year. You know, I don't think he's that bad. I think he's, you know, I think he's coming along. And I think he's going to be, especially by the end of the year, you know, a very trustworthy receiver. If Dez plays, that's a huge plus for us. But I just don't think he's going to go. They say he's not going to go. So, I mean, I would doubt that he goes there. But I feel like, you know, those two guys, maybe you see Austin Carr step up. But I really think for us, it's going to be those two receivers and then a lot of other skill position players whether it's a tight end or you know running back with Kamara tight end with Ben Watson so I think that's what's going to happen there so on to our group by group preview so first as we always we will start with quarterback and I think Drew Brees has a clear advantage over Andy Dalton here Brees has been you know one of the best quarterbacks in the game 18 touchdowns to only one pick um you know he's throwing I believe, you know, 2,000, around 2,300 yards there. The one pick, I mean, he's played just outstanding. Best QB rating in the game right now. Second best QBR. Um, he's had the best completion percentage. You know, if he keeps his completion percentage up, that would be the best, you know, in history. So that's obviously really big things there. Looking at Andy Dalton, well, he's had, you know, a pretty good year. I mean, he's played average. He's an average QB. He's always been average. He could play really good, make some big plays, and then he could have some bad games where he plays awful. You know, this year, he has eight interceptions, 17 touchdowns, 2,100 yards, and a QB rating of about 93. So I feel like, look, average player, Um, he's been pretty good. You know, I don't, I don't want to say that he's been bad because he has been you know, good. I mean, seven t- 17 touchdowns, eight picks. You know, look, they've played eight games, so you just double that. That's 34 touchdowns, you know, 16 picks. That's not a bad year. I mean, 34 touchdowns is outstanding. You know, you could take that by any QB. That's a big year for them. So I feel like that's going to be a big thing here. So now, how would we stop him? I feel like, look, you get pressure on him, and then, look, he does not have a lot of wide receivers. He leads on A.J. Green a lot. So if we can, you know, they won't have him. He also leans on Boyd. If we stop Boyd, I think we'll be successful there. And Breeze, I think, is, he's just a better QB. You know, I think hands down Breeze in the MVP conversation. You know, I think playing like a top two QB right now, if not the best QB. And I feel like Dalton's just not there. And I think Breeze outmatches him there. Onto the skill position players. I mean, this is, I think, easy going to the Saints, especially without AJ. I think with AJ, it makes it a lot closer. But, you know, without, you know, their best receiver, I think the Saints have a clear advantage here. To me, Kamara and Mixon, about equal out. Um, I think Kamara maybe even a little better just because his out-of-the-backfield, um, you know, ways and the way he can, you know, make guys miss, you know, play really good. Because I feel like that's Kamara's big thing. You know, he is amazing at, you know, being slippery, breaking tackles, making guys miss. And it's just, you know, it's such so it's such fun to watch. I mean, you know, he, you, sometimes you don't even think he's human. I mean, the way he can just break tackles and stuff like that. Mixon has had a really good year with, you know, about 500 yards. He's got four TDs. I mean, he's only played in six games this season, so, I mean, look, he's played really good, gotta give it off to him, but I feel like, just overall, I feel like Kamara, you know, I think he's got the edge there, and then wide receivers, Mike Thomas has a clear edge over Tyler Boyd, and, and um, really, the rest of the receivers, to me, cancel out, because, you know, both teams don't really have depth there, um, and tight ends, you know, CJ Uzma, not a bad tight end, I think Ben Watson's better blocking-wise, and, you know, catching-wise, so that's gonna be, you know, I think, a big, you know, thing for the Saints, I think they have really a clear edge in both offensive categories, and then all offensive line, they also have a clear edge, too, Saints offensive line, I mean, to me, they've been the best in football, looking at it, um, looking at some film this week that, um, Brian Baldinger did, and he, you know, broke down, you know, really, the offensive line, and I was just looking at the film, 
great job the Saints did against Donald. I mean, they went one-on-one a couple times with him. Really some nice blocking schemes, excuse me, complex blocking schemes that, you know, look, a a ton of defensive lines, they're just, you know, they're going to be completely beat. And, you know, they did an amazing job last week. They've been amazing. They've been a clear reason why we have had a lot of success here. Been on a seven-game winning streak. I mean, looking at it, um, left tackle Armstead, you know, he was uh, rated the best, you know, lineman in all of football, you know, to this point. Um, you know, Andrews Pete playing now healthy. That's obviously really big for him. Looking at, you know, Max Unger, who's played extremely well in that veteran role. Looking at Larry Walford. I think he's building on his Pro Bowl year last year. And also Ramchek, who looks like an all-pro this year. You know, they've played outstanding. Bengals online has played better than expected. You know, you got to give it to that. But their um, tackles have not been very good. Bobby Hart, who used to play for the Giants, so I'm familiar with him. He is not good, and he's had a bad year. I mean, look, they have Billy Price... You know, the rookie, he's not even starting for them right now, so that's obviously good. They got some depth there, but, you know, look, they're ranked basically mid-pack, maybe a little below. They're not a bad line, but I think our line's much better there. Now onto the defense, and I feel like both defense are not very strong, but, you know, see where they really match up here. I mean, defensive line... I think you got to give it to Cincy because they have a lot of people who can get to the quarterback and sack the quarterback. Just looking at it, they got Geno Atkins, who's always a force, you know, and that's going to be, he's, I mean, obviously not as good as Donald, but he's very, very good. And if he gets in Breeze's, you know, path, and especially because Breeze is not that tall, so, you know, pressure straight up the middle is would be a really big problem. So that means you need to block um, Geno Atkins from that defensive tackle spot. He's got six sacks, and, you know, they're going to need to block him up, you know, if you want to win there. Also, Carlos Dunlap has been extremely strong this year. Seven sacks, just amazing stuff. You know, they've played really good, so you got to give them the edge there. But, you know, the Saints defensive line, I don't think, has played that bad. Looking at it, I feel, you know, Cam Jordan's been extremely strong. You know, the run blocking has been amazing. So, I mean, look, I think the Cincy has an edge, but not a huge edge there. Linebackers, I think it's clearly Saints. Saints, to me, have a top 10 linebacking group here. I feel like, you know, I think we're playing very, very strong there. Led by Demario Davis, who has just been an absolute animal here. Um, He's been able to, the speed that he has, the short tackling, you know, even on blitzes, he's been able to get to the QB. Amazing stuff there. And that's been followed by AJ Klein, who's having a really career year, excuse me. Um, You know, he's been really, really strong. And then also Alexander Loney, who's really coming along, had a great game, had that huge pick, been very good. And then Manti Teo, I think, will be active for this game because, you know, look, last game, they don't really run the ball with that, um, the personnel that he usually plays in. They're playing a lot of 11 personnel, a lot of nickel stuff for us. So, you know, playing Manti Teo, to me, wasn't performance. It was just knee base. And to me, I think we needed that extra corner, you know, instead of Tayal. But I think Tayal's had a fine year, been good against the run. So I think, you know, he keeps up the work that he's doing. That's good. I mean, looking at Cincy now, they have or should have a really good linebacking core with, you know, they have Burfecht, Princeton Browns, you know, solid. Nick Virgil, these are all solid players, but two out of those three players are out. You're bringing up backups in. That's just not as good as the Saints, in my opinion, there. And then on to cornerbacks. To me, you know, it's really a push for how bad both have been. You know, at least Cincy has been able to get turnovers, so maybe give a slight edge to them. But um, both groups have just not played well. I mean, obviously, I think the injury to the slot corner, Darquez Denard, will not help Cincy out there. Especially, you know, when Alvin Kamara goes out in the slot. You know, now they're going to have to put linebackers there. They won't be able to put the cornerback there. So that's obviously going to be a point in our favor. That will be big. 
But um, to me, both have not been good. I mean, I think the Saints are trending upward, but, you know, I feel like the Bengals with their ability to, you know, get interceptions, I feel like just, you know, about a push there. I feel like the Saints, you know, if we can, you know, if Lattimore, excuse me, can shut down Tyler Boyd, you know, just one-on-one, and then you leave Eli Apple to and um, PJ Williams to stop Alex Erickson and um, John Ross, I think we'll be in really, really good shape there. So, I mean, maybe because I feel just, I mean, their wide receiver core this week is not good. I mean, no, no one really, you know, look, I mean, casual NFL fans may not even hear of these people. So, I mean, look, to me, we have, you know, the advantage on that front there. But now to our last category, and that's special teams and coaching. And I think the Saints have a clear edge once again. Um, Sean Payton's a much better coach than Marvin Lewis. Marvin Lewis has got saved time after time again. You know, no playoff wins for him. Sean Payton obviously has a Super Bowl. And I think Sean Payton's a much better play caller and motivator for that matter. So I think we have a clear edge there. And special teams, um, look, I think, look, they don't have awful special teams. Randy Bullock is not a, you know, a bad kicker. Kevin Huber is not the worst punter. But, um, you know, Thomas Morstead and uh, Will Lutz, you know, top really kickers and punters in this league. Taysom Hill, that's obviously a huge factor. Um, I think we'll be using him especially to, you know, clock management and stuff like that. And, you know, he's been the special team states. He's been, you know, just basically a flex. He's been the jack of all trades. Been very, very good there. And also, you know, um, you know, Justin Hardy's been very, very good. So overall we have the edge there. And now my score prediction, I'm gonna go 27-17 Saints. I feel like the Saints probably will pull away late. I think we're going to have a good fourth quarter. I think it will be a duke-it-out game. I have seen North teams are not easy to beat, but I think, you know, with their injuries and the momentum that we have, it's going to help. They did have the bye week, and they still have all these injuries, so to me, that's a little concerning for them. But, you know, look, you got to come up, play strong, and, you know, get a win here. This would be a huge win, especially with the Panthers lost. You know, so now we're one and a half games ahead of the Panthers, so this is a big you know, win to get, especially going into another three-game stretch that maybe doesn't have, you know, the caliber of teams that, you know, the and the schedule that the three teams we played in our last three with the Ravens, Vikings, and Rams. But, you know, looking at the teams, you know, we're going to have to play hard against the uh, Cincinnati. You know, they're a good team on the road. And then you have these two home games against the Eagles and Falcons. Those will not be easy to win there. So, you know, I think that's, you know, really what this game is going to be. I think we can win this game. And, you know, not fall, you know, to really that, you know, what they call a trap game. You know, don't fall into that. Um, you know, come out, play really hard, just like we did against the Rams. And I'll sure that, you know, if we play strong and we play our game, we'll get the W. And I'm really, I think, you know, we can, I think, beat anyone in this league. And I think we showed that, you know, when being the Rams. So, you know, if we play our game, I think we can beat anyone. So now, I think with all that said, I think we should get to some Houdat Nation fan questions. And really, a lot of people ask this question, but there's only one question this week that everyone was asking is, what are your thoughts on the Des Bryant signing? Now, many people, you know, they wanted to know different things. So I'm just going to talk about, look, we talked about it for six minutes and I'm just going to go on it quick for another probably two minutes or maybe a minute and a half, just a quick. I think Des Bryant and why we signed him over the other, um, you know, wide receivers that we, um, you know, worked out here. And I think because Des Bryant, Brandon Marshall, I didn't want him on the team. You know, he's too old, washed up. Um, Kamar Aiken got injured a lot, a lot of downside to him. Des Bryant, he's got real talent. And if you really wanted to add a player, splash move, this was a splash move. 
Now the Saints have added two players, two real, you know, solid players to their team at, you know, the we'll call it the trade deadline or right around their midseason. You know, so I think that's really big there. This brings a lot of stuff to this team. I like the move. I'm going to, you know, you got to give it a solid grade here. I mean, look, not an A++, but I think it's very solid. It's low risk, high reward, and, you know, those types of moves, those are the types of moves you want to make, especially midseason. Because, look, let's say he doesn't turn out good, maybe gets hurt. You could just cut him. You know, there's no harm done there. You're not... He's not guaranteeing him any money, excuse me. So I feel like that's going to be a big thing there. That's obviously another thing to look at. But overall, I feel like, you know, really good signing. And I think it's a sign of things to come. Really sign of what this um, GM, you know, wants to do. Win now, you know, and I think it was a really nice move by Mickey Loomis. Really nice move by Sean Payton. Also, there was another report out that we went really hard for Patrick Peterson. Sean Payton was really hard for Patrick Peterson, but we didn't get him. So, I mean, that just shows, you know, this team's in win-now mode and, you know, they want to win, um, you know, a lot of games here, you know, in, you know, December and then get, you know, hot into, you know, playoff time. I mean, look, right now we're 7-1. and one. We're in good position, but that doesn't mean you let up. You know, you cannot let a collapse happen. You know, keep this momentum up. And, you know, you got to win games here. And I feel like this is a very winnable game at Cincy that we play next week. But, um, you know, I think it's just full steam ahead for this team. I thought the Desmond was really good. So I think that's all really good stuff there. So with all that said, I think it's time to wrap up this podcast. So if you enjoy this podcast and haven't followed our various, you know, accounts and platforms, you know, on social media or, you know, where you can, you know, listen to this podcast, you can follow us on Twitter at the Who Dat Dis, on Instagram at Who Dat Discussion, on Podomatic at the Who Dat Discussion. And also you can subscribe to our iTunes channel, our Spotify channel, our Google Play channel. And our YouTube channel at the Who Dat Discussion. And on all those platforms, please like, um, comment, leave reviews, rate us. All that stuff is really, really helpful to see how we're doing and what we need to do better and, you know, what you guys like. So, you know, I mean, obviously the Saints have been playing really well. And, you know, I like the way that, you know, this team has really come together. Their locker room's been, you know, look, a lot of players said this is the best locker room they've ever been in. So, to me, it's just you know, now you're adding Des Bryant. You know, just all really, really good stuff. So I just want to say thank you, prove them right, and who dat?